This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna, and special thank you to our sponsors, Sphere Rocket VA, for making another episode possible. We're cranking these episodes out. It's been incredible learning about all these Icon stories, and today we will be learning about Jose. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi. Welcome. Uh, well, hi. <laughs> um, you know, thank you so much for having me. I uh, appreciate it. Of course, yes. We're super excited to get to know you. And I guess the best place to start is at the beginning. So take us back, Jose. Who are you? Where are you from? And how did you wind up in real estate? Well, um, you know, my name is Jose Somano. I actually was born in Mexico. I uh, got to the United States when I was nine. Fun fact, I learned how to speak English in three months. Um, wow. I was also the translator for my school in fifth grade. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Um, and then... Um, you know, I got into real estate at uh, age 16. I was a receptionist. Uh, and and uh, I got fired three months afterwards uh, because my clothes was a little bit wrinkly. <laughs> and then so they told me that I, it was improper because I had to take the bus to get to the job after my soccer practice. So I would work from four to like eight or four to seven. And I was packaging files back in the day because that was the thing to do. You know, we didn't have a sky slope and stuff like that uh, in 2004 (laughs) or 2002 at that time. And then so, you know, we had to actually save everything on paper. And and, and so that was kind of fun. I got to learn some of the forms and it was kind of cool. And then at 18, 19, I was uh, allowed to become a loan processor. And then in three months, I did my first refi. Six months, I was running the entire refi department. By the end of the year, I was running the entire uh, mortgage division for the office. I was doing about 30 to 45 transactions a month. And um, so I noticed I picked it up pretty quickly. And I really liked it. You know, I really liked the numbers. I really liked the whole adrenaline, the pace of, 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 working in a high-paced environment and, and, and I just really kind of fell in love with it in that way and then obviously helping clients you know just a byproduct of what we do and and then and, and so that was kind of cool and kind of important and then uh, at 21 I went to work for this small little company called Bear Stearns uh, so if you've ever heard of the big short <laughs> I promise you it wasn't me uh, um, um, but uh, if you've ever heard of that company uh, I was their 12th employee And uh, so I was super excited at the time, obviously, and uh, the market crashed in 2008. Uh, I decided to open up my mortgage company because I thought it was a great idea. Uh, But (laughs) and then so, uh, you know, this whole time I got my license in 2006. So I I had been a realtor, but I I wasn't a practicing realtor. I was just a, a I was just done, kind of doing loans. And then, you know, I kind of started building up my name through doing down payment assistance programs. And 
Uh, in 2010, I decided to become a broker, open up my own brokerage uh, under my name. And, you know, and, and then from there, I opened up a real estate company in 2011 called iReal Agent. Then 2012, I opened up another real estate company called The Property Shop. Um, and, you know, I, I was still kind of focusing more on the loan piece uh, rather than the, the real estate side. Um, and then I decided to you know, uh, get over to the dark side <laughs> and become a realtor full time. And then so uh, 2013, I started really kind of doing this and I went door knocking, didn't really kind of work out for me. I guess I'm not that cute in person. And then so <laughs> and so people were just like locking the door for like, literally, I could see people at the door like spying on me. And I was just, oh, that's Mateo, by the way, Mateo Cruz. He's our CTO. He's the brains behind. Yeah. His name is Matt, but we call him Mateo because, you know, we're in I, California. We have a Matt here, too, that we also call him. <laughs> so we like that. We love that. Yeah, we like that. Yeah. And then so um, getting back to the story. So, yeah, so that didn't work out for me. I also sent out a bunch, like 32,000 flyers in my area because I only – you know, I, I just really wanted to test it to see how it works. Is everybody talks to me about, oh, you got to send out mailers, Jose. Like, it works. And it's the best thing since sliced bread. And I did it. And it didn't really kind of work out for me. Maybe I did it the wrong way. Maybe I didn't know how to do it. Because I know everything works. It's just a matter of leveraging the system, right? right. And then so so I, I it just didn't work for me. And then so this young lady told me, hey, Jose, well, why don't you, you know, pay some money to this little company called Zillow. Um, you know, they, they, they call you and, and, and it's people who want to buy a house. And I was like, what? Really? And she's like, yeah. Like, and I was just like, all right, cool. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me give them a shot. And then, so my third person, uh, we put him in escrow. Um, and then I went from a $500 budget in six months. I was about $5,500. And in a year I was at about $10,500. And, um, with six agents, I was doing about 120 million, uh, and then so we, we became pretty productive. Uh, found a lot of mistakes in my process, and so that was fun. Uh, usually, mistakes cost quite a bit of money, and so uh, uh, it was it was it was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, uh, some painful moments trying to figure out the process and how to best work with Zillow. And at that time, Zillow was the devil. <laughs> Uh, kind of like like Bobby Boucher, Mama said you're the devil. <laughs> uh, you know from the Waterboy. Girls are right, right? And then so 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 that was kind of what was um, happening at the time. So um, I get an opportunity to work for a company called Berkshire Hathaway. Um, the gentleman, you know, who in, uh, who approached me, his name is Mr. Uh, Bruce Mulhern, and and and, and at the time. He's, he was a big-time agent. Like, he had 1,400 agents under him. He had owned over 26 different branches. And so he reached out, and he was like, hey, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, somebody told me about you, and uh, it looks like you're doing a lot of stuff online. And I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. And then so we ended up partnering up in an office <clears throat> in Santa Ana. And, um, you know, I just think timing wasn't right, and <clears throat> maybe me with my personal life, too. And I just know it just didn't work out, and uh, it was actually a very painful process for me because I needed to manage over 100 agents that didn't believe in anything that I was saying. And then so, you know, trying to gather everyone to be on the same page and for everyone to, to, to do the same 
thing that you're asking them to do and you're getting amazing results and you're trying to tell them and then every person that they're speaking to is telling them not to do this that you know so you're just like "Ah," right and then so we went through that process and you know um, I went to then uh, work out my cousin's office because I just had it you know I was just like two years of doing it I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't even feel passionate about this anymore. Like, I'm tired of this. And then so I swore to myself I would never teach another agent anything and that I would be a solo agent and I would just, it's uh, just like, bye, the world. And then, so I went to Mexico for six months um, to find myself and I would go back and forth and, you know, spend some time over there and really kind of slow down. I tell people it's my midlife crisis at 30. <laughs> And then so uh, when I came back, um, you know, just started kind of working on my own, became the top producer in the office my first quarter. <laughs> and then uh, I was the top producer for the entire office. And I only got there in after the second quarter. So I got there third quarter, became top producer, fourth quarter, became top producer. And then I was top producer for the entire year. Uh, so I only took six months to do it. And then I hit Hall of Fame with Remax in about a year and a half. That's a million dollars in commissions with them. Uh, and then so. The other guy was kind of upset because it took him 23 years. Um, and then so I was like, bro, I'm just doing my thing, bro. It's this thing called Zillow. They call me. I go. I put him in the escrow. That's just how I do it, right? And then so, um, it, you know, that kind of happened. And uh, we took that team from zero to over $250 million in about a year and a half, two years it took us to do it. And then so I had, you know, great great teams you know i had a guy named you know named jeff i had chris um um, hugo there there was a few people there that we were kind of all kind of working in unison to 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 make this happen and and then you know we moved on and i saw the exp opportunity and and i just said you know what this kind of i i was having a shortage of uh recruits right so i had i have this great massive program uh and we know how it works and you know we have all the right pieces and I only have 32 people, and so I need 200. And so how do I do that the quickest way and the fastest way? And then so, you know, I found EXP to give me that leverage. And then so that's what I did. Am I talking too much? <laughs> like um, no, talking. you're on a podcast. You're supposed to talk. You're doing an awesome job. That's an incredible story, Jose. And yeah, let's. you finally got to EXP here, which is crazy. Let's talk about that transition. You know, how were you skeptical? How did that go for you? Was it hard to leave the current brokerage you no. were with who introduced EXP to you? Tell us your story there. No, it's actually kind of funny because uh, one of my friends, his name is Leo. Uh, we met and when we met, I told him, hey, you can't recruit me. I'm not a recruiting person. The moment that I need to make a move, I will make the move. Um, you know, cause I already had been trying to get recruited by a ton of people. A lot of people were throwing money at me. And then so I'm like, it, it for me is more of being comfortable in a place and, you know, believing in something that we want to do. And, and that way I can get up in the morning and, and, and work and everything. And then, so, you know, um, we, we did make that transition to move over to EXP. For me, it, it was a need of, at this, at this point in time, I went back to, teaching agents and it's something that I had swore I wasn't going to do but there was an agent in our office that was struggling a little bit and then so I said hey well it looks like you need a little bit of help and then so uh, I'm here to help you but I just have one rule and it's like if you don't show up one day to work at eight o'clock in the morning we will stop working with each other because I'm not here to waste my time or your time so you need to treat this like a job right and then so that's my only rule that I have with people uh, whenever they want to work with me and, and, and 
you know, it's just because I'm here every day too. I show up, you know, so I, I need them to show up. And then, so that usually is the hardest thing for most realtors to understand. Um, <clears throat> and then, so we helped her. I opened eight escrows with her in two months. And then I had another gentleman <clears throat> that I got as well. I opened 12 escrows with him in one month. So he was kind of excited. Um, and then, so we started kind of building out this program for the entire office and the structure of being able to teach agents and create a culture and all of that kind of stuff. And then that's when we got our Zillow Flex account because Zillow really liked our $45,000 budget. And then so, and yeah, then so, sure. And then so we transitioned into that, and um, um, you know, it, it, from there we saw that exp model, and and it, it 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 just made sense for me. You know, it's like I've been struggling to hire all these agents, and then I go to exp, and it's just like a bunch of agents going there. Um, as I'm getting to know exp, I'm finding all the other awesome things they have. Um, so I love the metaverse. Uh, we actually work with that quite a bit. Uh, we, we, we do have our own private team suite. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I like the rev share. What uh, wouldn't I like it? Right. But you know, it's actually something not that I focus on too much, but I've recruited 180 people in my first year. And then, so people are like, how did you recruit them? And I was like, I didn't, <laughs> I produced. <laughs> and then, so, yeah, so when you produce, uh, people come to you. It's just the way it works. People want to work with people like that. And then so, you know, I've been in the business a long time, too. So it kind of helps as well. Um, and, you know, pitching people the the concept of EXP. And then, so, I, you know, um, that's kind of what's happened. You know, I, I hit Icon my first year um, in April is when my due date is and I capped in three weeks. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Yeah, uh, and the, yeah so we're going, yeah, we're going for a second icon. And then, so that's going to be fun. Um, and I just really like the support, you know, um, that backend office that you really kind of get with EXP is something that I had to do quite a bit of myself and I'm not the best uh, broker. Uh, I want to say, you know, I'm a good salesman. Yeah. Uh, I could sell anything, I like to say. Um, but, you know, as far as uh, being a, a broker and looking through paperwork and reading, all, like, it's like, man, you know, sometimes I didn't know the answer to these things. And then mm -hmm. so I love the fact that I have a full support staff with me, you know, um, and it just really kind of made a lot of sense for me to, to, to kind of make this, uh, to make this shift. And, you know, now... Our brokerage went from six agents. I started in April, so I had six agents, and now we have 198. And uh, we went from 39 transactions to 655 sales in our first year, so not too shabby. Uh, <laughs> and then, so you know, this year we're trying to hit a thousand. Hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll we'll be able to get there, and we're going to be expanding into different markets and, and and things like that. And we just feel like. You know, our family here at work is 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 just very kind of united. Uh, obviously, there's hiccups here and there, but I, I just feel overall people understand the intention that we have, and we're trying to build a company from the inside out. Basically, feedback from our agents and what they want to see and how they want to do things is extremely important to us. Uh, it's the only way we grow. Absolutely. Well, Jose, that's awesome. You know, welcome over to EXP. Looks like you're kicking butt. We love to see that. And, you know, when it comes to 
being over at EXP, you've been here for a little bit. You've gotten to explore a lot of opportunities with it and iconing and so on. What has become your favorite part of EXP? We've got, you know, rev shares, stock options. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Collaboration. So thank you. What has been your favorite part about coming over to EXP? The broker room. <laughs> Hey, yeah, that's, the, broker, that's great. the broker room. Yeah, you it's like my that. favorite thing uh, because, uh, you know, basically I hired 11 brokers for $16,000 and uh, uh-huh. that was uh, quite of a deal. Uh, I think it was a bargain. You know, we got that. <laughs> and then so, um, you know, just helping us with any question that my TC team has. So I, I think at this point we may be the number one TC team in the entire EXP. I think wow. we do more transactions than anybody else. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure, but don't quote me on that. Uh, mm-hmm. But my team is known by their name in EXP world. When they walk in, people are like, oh, that's them. And then so it's kind of cool because it's in EXP world. And then so um, it allows me to stay focused on on my sales and to do meetings like this and, and, and think about, you know, different ways that we can kind of, you know, help the agents. But, you know, I have a great and amazing team, to be honest with you. It's not even me. Like it's it's like I, I I'm in such a position right now I, I that I've never had before in my previous brokerages uh, that I I have like just everything that I need like you know and everyone is so like in like it's it's almost like we feel like we're like a Tesla or something like everybody's like oh we're working fourteen hours like let's do this yeah. and then it's like it's so cool it's so cool and then so we just had a little barbecue and you know like I said like Matt from our chief technology officer Jeff. Jeff is like my right hand dude, you know, he's part owner of the company and like, I mean, I, I, he's just a blessing. I can't even tell you, you know, describe it in words and his wife, Monse, she's our chief financial officer. She's the one that just takes care of all of our finances. I don't have to worry about that. I'm not great at that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I like to sell houses, you know, and then, so it's just been a blessing. That's incredible. And, you know, like you, you said that you spent a lot of time with the team and, you know, celebrating wins and beyond that, you know, Jose, how do you take care of yourself? How do you make sure you're not um, on burnout mode all the time and that you're chasing your version of a work-life balance? Well, you know what? I really love what I do. I had this question asked by somebody the other day, um, uh, some psychologist. Uh, no, I wasn't at the crazy house, I promise. Mm-hmm. I was at a party and uh, she was like, hey, Jose, like, how are you? And then so I just started talking to her and, and, and she was telling me what she did and she writes books and stuff. And, and I was like, oh, I, I also write, you know, I journal. Uh, uh, when I was going through my depression moment, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was journaling quite a bit and uh, came up with a lot of cool, clever little quotes and um, my Joseisms. I like to say um, and then so um, she asked me that question as far as like work-life balance and I'm just like you know what to be honest with you I don't necessarily have one because I really kind of like my job so it doesn't feel like work to me so right. I don't know kind of what that's like you know the people on my office are my family so basically I'm around my family all the time and it's not work for me so basically I'm just having a good time all the time so so is my work-life balance backwards? I actually don't work, and I'm actually around <laughs> my family all the time. Is that kind of how – you know, so it's all perception, right? Mm-hmm. And then so I just tell people I'm around my family all the time, and I'm just having fun all day. So I'm really not working. That's incredible. You're so blessed to have a – you know, <laughs> like something that you're so passionate about, right? You've worked hard for it. That's not – you know, it's not saying you don't deserve it, but – it's, it's a blessing to have something that you enjoy doing. Every yeah, 
Yeah, I just really like seeing the agents like come in and you know just being new in the industry, and then they they do their first transaction, and they're just super pumped, and then and then eventually you'll have one or two that are just like overachievers, and then they're like crushing it. Just there's a guy in our office that opened 16 listings in 30 days, right? Wow. And then so 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 he's only 23, by the way, and we have a few of those. We have. Uh, a few 18 year olds I have an 18 year old that opened up a deal for a million dollars I don't know how he did that uh, but congratulations and then I have another one that opened up two escrows in his first month and a half of working at our office so you know we trade him pretty good here I like to say yeah uh, absolutely I, mm-hmm. yeah we take pride in that that's crazy that's incredible and you should take pride in that that's something to be really proud of um, in this yeah, industry, yeah. I mean, 18 years old, that's crazy. And so for those who are watching this podcast and listening, they're like, wow, I'm a young buck. You know, how do I, how do I receive credibility? Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear it. Right. <laughs> like the excuses that you're making when we've got, you know, little hustlers out here killing it with a million dollar listings. It's incredible. Jose, did I lose you? Maybe. Let's exit. Oh, there you are. There you are. Perfect. We're back. <laughs> but um, what I was saying is, you know, for those people that are making excuses about, you know, oh, like I'm too young for this industry. You know, how do I get credibility and validity when I'm so young and I can't even grow a beard yet? Whatever it is. Um, you know, I don't want to hear that when Jose's out here training 18 year olds to get million dollar listings. That's incredible. Oh. They, they look like babies, literally are babies. And so, uh, as you can see, I don't have a office suite. Mm-hmm. I have a cubicle. And mm-hmm. we do that on purpose, you know, because uh, uh, somebody told me, uh, you know, uh, you, you got to stay in the trenches, man. You know, and then right. so I, I, li- I like to make sure that I'm around people and that, that people are watching, like, the way that we work. And so Jeff, my business partner, too, he also kind of, he, he has a table. He doesn't even have the fucking cubicle. He has a table and he's always <laughs> walking around the office and, and, and you know, we, we just stay busy, you know, like we, we want to be involved with our agents. We don't want to be this person that's somewhere hidden in the Himalayas, you know, and just right. like, uh, comes down every once in a while. That's not our style of, of helping our agents. I love that. That's incredible. And, you know, it speaks levels for your business and the types of leaders that you guys are. It's just, it really shows, right? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So let's talk a little more about the Icon Award, um, but specifically mm-hmm. focused on you, right? So let's talk about in your market about how many houses did you have to sell to hit Icon? Uh, well, for me, it's a little bit different uh, because uh, I run a pretty, like we run a team. So yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of houses because um, after you hit the 16,000 cap, for me, most of my transactions, I'm sharing a commission. So some of my credits that I was getting were like $8.47. Right. You know, hey, do you mind picking this up? Because I don't know. Whether... Um, and then and then, so it took me about $100 million to hit Icon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we did about 180 under my name. So uh, it just takes me a little longer because of the fact that we have to, uh, I only get a portion of the $250 uh, thing, but you know, it was super exciting because it's my first year and my first year in the company, and I wanted to start out with the bang and you know, and, and really kind of get going. And we're really kind of 
you know, our office, we're, we're shooting for number one. Like we, we, we came in the first day going like, we're going to be the number one office. And then obviously I think everyone should feel like that, right? Like if you're, if you're, if you're, if you feel like we call each other here sales athletes. So if you're a top sales athlete and you're a professional about what you do, then, then you need to come in the game feeling like you're going to win or else what are you playing for? And then, so our whole culture here in our office is all about sales athlete, you know, Mamba mentality, it's like if you're not shooting in the gym, then you ain't really doing anything. And then so we really kind of stay focused like that. Um, you know, we had a conversation with somebody the other day that was telling me, Jose, why do I need to come back again? Because, you know, uh, we keep going over the same things over and over and over again. And I said, I understand that. Um but, you know, did Michael Jordan know how to show, uh, shoot free throws when he made the NBA? I think he did. Do you think he shot free throws after he won his championship? What about his second one? What about his third? What about his fourth? What about his fifth? You think he still shot free throws after his sixth? Right? And then so oh, even though you know – yeah, even though you know how to do something, it, it, it's like you got to keep maintaining. You got to stay ready, you know, and then so – we really take pride in that. Like, uh, you know, so uh, it's one of the things like you're not with me shooting in the gym is one of the things that we say all the time because we're always just practicing, just getting better at our conversations, refining our processes, our technology, understand new technology, things that we can incorporate to what we do uh, from presentations to just you name it. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. You got to practice. Practice makes perfect, and you just got to keep getting better. This is a this is an industry that you just have to be a part of that continued learning process. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's what I like. You know, I'm always learning something, um, just different things, different systems, and and we're coming up with different scripts, and just it's fun. Absolutely, yeah, Jose. Um, you know, and iconing it's much more than just production and numbers. It's a lot about the culture as well, right? So I can see, um, you know, you made some points earlier about, you know, you're in the trenches, you're working with these people. Um, you know, you don't have an own, your own office suite. It's not like that. So obviously, culture is really a big focus for you. But how do you get back to EXP's culture? Are you a mentor, a coach? Do you teach in EXP world? Well, um, I haven't been offered that opportunity yet, um, okay. so we'll we'll see when whenever they decide to do that. But um, I mentor quite a bit of people in EXP already in the Southern California area. Um, I've probably helped over four or five hundred EXP agents uh -huh. become productive. Uh, they all kind of come to my office. We do have a, an office office space that's uh, we'll call it kind of like a hub. And then so anybody that's a part of EXP is welcome to our office. Um, um, it's something that we kind of give. Obviously, uh, our other systems that we have, if you want to be part of our team, that's a different thing that we can kind of chat about. But as far as, you know, 8 to 5, you're welcome to come to our office, check out what we're about, check out what we do. And everyone is just so helpful here. Like, you know, we believe that if you want to go – fast then go alone but if you want to go far you want to go together and then so we're big on going together like we're we're, we're big on don't leave any man any any man down right we're Absolutely. because we do have a zillow flex account it's like he his underperformance is affecting you so instead of letting him or another person not do well grab him by the hand and say i'm going to show you how to do this yeah. Right. Because their success is your success. So it's super important in our office for that. Everybody understands the responsibility that they have to each other to make sure that they're keeping each other accountable and 
and, and, it, and it comes from love. Like everyone here is, is, is very kind of just loving on people for the most part, you know, obviously we have certain situations with different characters and, and, and just different things like that. But everyone in our office is extremely helpful. I love that. And Jose, what's been your favorite part about the Icon Award? Is it the fact that you get the opportunity to basically be paid to go to EXPCon and shareholders? Is it the Shining Glass Trophy, your cat back in stock? What what has really stood out to you that makes you say, man, I got to keep iconing? Well, I mean, I like the stock <laughs> for sure. You know, that's ma mainly kind of it. You know, we've always kind of been in production, but I like the way that it created another vehicle for me to make money. I mean, it's just that, that that's the thing, you know, about eXp. It's like you can make money transactionally. You can make money, you know, with your rev share and you can make money through, you know, just hitting your goals. And so those are the things that, you know, I, I love it. You know, I'm going three times faster than I would if I wasn't. So mm -hmm. it just makes sense for me to do that. Absolutely. And Jose, you know, as somebody who's a mentor and a team leader and, um, you know, you, you said earlier, you like to take people by the hand and, you know, show them how to do it, jump in there with them. So as maybe a rookie real estate agent or somebody that's new to EXP and has been in the game for a while, is iconing something that's going to be possible for them within their first year? Or what's, what's some advice that you would give them um, coming over to EXP? They see this icon award. Is that attainable? How do they get there? Um, is it attainable? Of course. I, I, I believe that uh, anything that you want to do in life, you can create uh, as long as you put enough energy behind it. Right. So just like the laws of the universe, it allows for you to do that. And then so um, I one of the things I tell people here is like, don't pray for the reward. Hey, that's Jeff. What up, Jeff? That's my big dog right there. <laughs> yeah. And then so 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 um, um you know, I tell them, don't, don't pray for the reward if you're not ready for the sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody's looking for like, ah, oh, I want to hit icon. And I'm like, okay, you got to do 30 transactions, bro. So you're going to have to stay shooting the gym all day. You're going to have to do 10, 12 hour days and you're going to have to do these type of things. And then so if you're not really kind of willing to put in that, that energy or that effort that you need to do to be able to create that goal for you, then, then, then it's really not going to be there. So the first thing is don't lie to yourself. Don't pray for the reward if you're not ready for the sacrifice. So you may not have, you may not be go able to go drink a beer with your friends because you got to wake up at 6 a.m. the next morning on a Saturday or on a Sunday. And it's just, you know, those are the sacrifices that I made you know, when I was 20 something years old with my own brokerage. Right. And then, so I had my own brokerage when I was 24 years old. Um, and I had three different brokerages by the time I was 26. And then, so it, it just, I obviously couldn't do certain things, you know, like I had to stay in the game and really focus on kind of what I was doing, even though sometimes I got a little bit out of control. And then, so the next thing I would say is make sure that you guys join a, um, that you guys join a team, right? You want to, uh, you want to kind of in the beginning. You don't want to reinvent the wheel. Just work with somebody that's willing to mentor you, somebody who's willing to give you leads, give you prospect, prospect, shows you a process, a system. So I would just say, like, interview, you know, several teams under EXP and see kind of what their value is and what they do. But I would say, be in a culture where they're training all day, every day. Um, it's something that I would say would be super important uh, and make sure that they have leads and that they give you time. I call it in the batting cages, right? So we do this exercise in our office where we put you in the batting cages. So you learn what a 
curveball is. So you learn what a fastball is, when you learn what a knuckleball is, and then so you get real live kind of action and talking to people and 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 then getting told no. And then so uh, one of my Jose-isms is every no is an opportunity to know, which becomes an opportunity to grow. And then so you know we're always looking for the no, and 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 it's important. Uh, as far as your beginning part of the process, because that's how we're teaching you. You know, I don't know what you don't know. And then, so it's important for us to figure that part out. Right. No, absolutely. I love that. And I love that, you know, you guys believe in practicing and getting in there and a continuous learning process. And Jose, you know, we're coming up on about 32 minutes here. It's been an awesome podcast so far. And it brings me to my last question. Um, you know, for people that are skeptical of EXP, as most people are when they're introduced to it, and um, they see the greener grass, they see these stock options and rev share and collaboration and all these amazing things, but they, they hear the negative things out there, you know, that other brokerages are starting like, oh, don't go over there. It's a pyramid scheme. It's, it's a cult. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. So what would you have to say to somebody that's in that position? Um. Well, what I would say to them is, you know, uh, like any brokerage, you know, people people are going to say negative things about them. Everyone says a negative thing about every single brokerage, right? And then so the first thing is understanding your business model and really where you want to go, right? Mm -hmm. For me, it was I'm tired of having to you know, go like hire a lawyer. You know, I had a small brokerage. I, I, I needed to be the one that was reading all the contracts. So that was for me just a waste of time. And right. then so being able to offset that was really kind of important to me. Um, you know, I understand that people may join some teams and it doesn't really kind of benefit them. So that's why I tell people just do your research. You know, you want to make sure that they align with what you want to do and how they can help you get there. You know, uh, to be honest with you, our office helps a lot of teams. So there's probably eight or nine teams that work within our office uh, that we support under EXP uh, through lead flow, through lead generation, through a lot of the things that we do. So the collaboration is amazing. Uh, and then so, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I don't think it's Kool-Aid. Um, you know, all the results are real and um, you just, again, have to do it like most people, again, all the time ask me, so how, you probably are recruiting all day. You recruited 180 people. Like, you're probably all day calling on the phone. And I said, no, I'm all day calling for listings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm not calling for anything else. And then so um, it's, just, it's, just, it's just about creating the space for people to want to join your brokerage, and it's fun. And then, you know, I always tell people, you know, um, EXP is probably the best, not probably, it's the best vehicle right now in the, in the real estate industry and then so i like to make sure that i provide the gas and then so i'm the gas they're the rocket let's blast off that's incredible i love that jose i think it's been an awesome episode today i've really enjoyed hearing your story i think you're awesome i love the energy i love the leadership here is there anything that you'd like to leave the listeners with today as we wrap up power up let's grow <laughs> see you in the gym, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see you in the gym. <laughs> I love that. Jose, thank you so much for your time and um, coming up at yeah. EXPCon and shareholders. I will be there, so let's make sure to get connected. Yes. See you awesome. later. Thanks, Jose. Bye. Bye.
This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.